Stuck in my ways. I'm stuck in the house for most of the day. I'm chasing my dreams or running away. But I got a chance. Bang, we are recording. How is it going today? Welcome to the show. Welcome to Hey Mark. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you choose to listen to this at. Whew. Today I'm sitting here with Joey Foy, Sapperton Scrapper, and we're going to have a little conversation. But before we do, I'm just going to kind of give a little introduction into what this show is about. So my name is Mark, and since I was a kid, I kind of struggled with my mental health. It provoked me to start this YouTube channel and podcast, basically just talking to a bunch of different people about you know the their stories, their lives, the struggles they've gone through, and how it's helped shape them to become the people that they are today. So if you're down with that kind of stuff, all I ask is you refer this type of content to a friend, a family member, someone that you love, care about, maybe someone that's struggling right now, has struggled in the past, or just wants to carve their life into a, a better direction, or needs some motivation. So without further ado, let's just kind of jump right in. I'm here with Joey. You'll find him on Instagram as the Sapperton Scrapper. We met in the gym. He's one of the coaches at the gym that I've been attending for the past few months since the quarantine and COVID has ended. Well, lightened up a little bit now that we can go back to the gym but joy why don't you tell people like kind of where they can find you on the internet what you're all about and like what you've been up to recently yeah so my name's joey you can find me on instagram uh through sapton scrapper that's where i put a lot of my like my work all my all my pad work that i do i'm a boxing coach as well as a mma striking coach i coach wrestling as well um I'm also one of the main coaches at Checkmat Vancouver, which is one of the city's top MMA gyms. Um, yeah, I've been there for a few years, and it's my passion. It's what I do. It's what I love. Sick, man. So talk to me a little bit about like how you kind of got into coaching, because you, you know, we've had this conversation just kind of leaving the gym before in the parking lot that you were working in the trades, you were a carpenter as well, and, yeah. and kind of like how you transitioned from one career to the other. So. It's funny, like, um, I've always been involved in the sport of martial arts and stuff. Um, but I, everyone wants to be the fighter. Everybody wants to be that guy that they can say, oh, yeah, I fight, I fight, I fight. But early on, I always noticed, like, well, how does the fighter get to where they are? Um, who teaches them? So the, the phrase that I like to use a lot of the time is, I'd rather build the car than drive the car. Um, that's where I find a lot of... Uh, I guess the attention or passion for me. I, I, I love that aspect of the game, right? Like you watch guys like George St. Pierre or John Jones, like these, these big names. And you look at like George St. Pierre, Superman punch or John Jones is like very technical elbows or Khabib's amazing wrestling. And you're like, who taught these guys? Well, Khabib's dad was the main coach. He taught him how to do all that stuff. You know, for us, a hobby is like the mastermind behind George St. Pierre. And you got the, uh, Greg Jackson and Winklejohn behind John Jones. These are the guys that help. No, I don't like to use the word build, but assist them in sharpening their tools and techniques. Um, I never want to say I built the guy. I'm just the dude that holds pads and says numbers. You know what I mean? But uh, I definitely help people get a little bit sharper. And that's yeah. always kind of um, I'm a carpenter by trade. Um, I kind of stepped out of carpentry uh, personally because I wasn't in love with it. It was just something that I did. It was a career and that, that was it. It was never really a passion. There was a point in my life where I kind of tried to force it 
to be my passion, but unfortunately, you know, it, it just wasn't for me. Um, there was a long road for me to really take the jump and go into full-time coaching. Um, lots of events happened that really did push me over the edge to just do it, you know? Um, but yeah, it really just started by people started to see that I was pretty good at holding pads. So I started doing it as work at weekend work. Um, then I was like, damn, you know, I can make a little bit of a side hustle off this. You know what I mean? And it started off like, oh, I'll hold pads for you. That's not a problem. I'll hold pads for you. I'll hold pads for you. And then it turned into like, damn, like people, people want what I can provide. Right. Um, and I didn't realize this, but it's a, it's a product and it's effortless for me to provide that. I love it. I love every minute of it. There's not a, there's no bad days anymore. Um, so I'd go to work, do construction. Unfortunately, I was not happy at all. Um, just wasn't for me. And then I'd hit the gym and like work four or five more hours holding pads, loving every bit of it, you know? And then I, you know, like I said, a bunch of stuff happened in my life that I really pushed me over the edge to say, fuck it. I'm doing it. Like what's there to lose? So I did it. hundred percent. So like, since you've made that change, we were just kind of chatting about, you know, you worked all day and you're really pumped up. Like since you've made that change, how have you seen like that impact your life? Oh man. So my life in the past, I don't know, six months, seven months has taken a complete 180. Um, making the jump was the best decision I've ever made in my life. Now, this is actually why I wanted to be on your podcast, man. Cause like you, I met you right when shit went down for me. Right. And I was like, damn, this is the craziest coincidence of my life. Um, Sorry, what was the question originally? Well, I just I kind of asked like how, how like your life has changed since you kind of made that oh. switch, but I like the direction you're going as oh. well. Like what kind of went down there then, man? Okay, well, so lots of stuff happened. One was, first one was a physical. I, I took a really bad concussion, maybe the worst injury of my life. Um, it's the nature of the beast, man. I should have kept my hands up. That's, there's no excuse about it. But it, it was so bad that like, it really got me thinking, right? Um, not about I quit the sport, but I'll never be able to do it again. And it really, it really changed my life in that sense. I, I could barely talk. I couldn't walk downstairs. I, I couldn't drive. I took time off work, and my mindset was just money, money, money oriented. So I didn't want to take time off work. I didn't want to get laid off. I didn't do, want to do any of that. And, you know, it obviously it affected my physical health and it affected my mental health because I, I was just money driven. It, it's so dumb. So dumb. Um, you know, I healed up after that. I, I ended up quitting my job. Um, or sorry, I got laid off from a company that I was with for five, six years, I believe. Um, no hard feelings. They're amazing people. They just, it's how it is. Yeah. Um, but then I got another job with in commercial construction, but it gave me everything that I ever wanted benefits, overtime pay. Um, I don't have to bring any of my own tools. They provided it all. 
Mm-hmm. And then I did it. And it was the most painful thing I've ever done in my life. You know, being a fourth year apprentice carpenter, you're like, oh, I can't wait to frame. Or I can't wait to form. I, I, you know, technical work, you know. I spent hours in school on the tools, trying to hone in my and master my craft. Then it was like, oh, can you pick up all these Hilti cartridges off this giant Q-deck roof for two weeks straight? I'm like, what? Oh, we're paying you good money. It doesn't matter, man. Like, really? That's what you got me here for. Like, you can't put a price on that. Like, no, send me home, man. I don't, this is not what I want. And then it even got to the point where there's even job site bullying. And that's like a real thing that like, especially in the trades, man, people don't like to talk about that because we're all macho dudes, which I'm sick and tired of the, and that was just me, the, the construction mentality. It just didn't make sense because I come, I come from a world where I punch you in the face, you punch me in the face, right? And we, we have no egos, right? That goes out the window. And these guys that swing hammers all of a sudden think they're the toughest guys in the world. I'm like, no. To the point where guys would threaten me, and I'm like, yeah, you don't want this smoke. <laughs> Lack of a better word. But, and that was never my style. I'm a very, like, zero confrontation type of a guy. So, but it got me to a point where I actually, like, my anxiety went through the roof. And I end up, like, this was, like, during COVID. Um, couldn't go see a doctor. I wanted to so bad. Um, so I ended up having to do, like, uh, a Zoom call with a doctor. And I was I was actually depressed. I saw a doctor for depression. Um, and personally, I feel like I'm very fortunate that it's not, like, a long-term thing for me. But I... I addressed it right away with a doctor. Um, and like this, yeah, it, it was a really eye opening thing seeing a doctor for depression and talking to them about, you know, all this kind of stuff, everything that's going on. Um, and it really got me thinking, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing with my life? Right. Um, so that happened. And I ended up taking some time off work, staying at home with my my girlfriend at the time, and it, it really helped me. And I took that time to go back to training. You know, for me, I've learned for myself, if I have a day off, I need to be productive. Um, right. You know, get stuff done, make yourself, like, better yourself, physically, yeah. mentally, emotionally. Go out, buy toilet paper. I don't care. Just, you know, be productive with your time, right? You got one life. You got to you gotta do something with it. Be motoring, right? Yeah, never sit still. Um, so I did that, and it really got me thinking, like, this is amazing. I'm really enjoying my life. Then I quit that job because I was, just, I was just depressed. And I went back to my old job of construction. And I was happy I did that because these were people I loved. These were like, they were family. I knew these guys. They knew everything about me. I knew everything about them. Um, and I always want, I, I was working part-time construction, part-time coaching, which was amazing. But I knew that my passion was coaching. That's what I loved. Um, but the thing that actually pushed me over the edge was uh, my relationship with my ex of seven years like ended 
And it was an ugly, it was an ugly breakup. If I'm being completely honest, I don't want to get into too much detail, but for me, it was like the worst nightmare came true. And I said to myself, like, no, you're going to make the decision and you're going to leave. You're going to do this because at the end of the day, you're going to be hurting yourself. If you don't do yourself some justice, get out while you can. Don't put a bandaid on things. Not again, at least. So I, I pieced out and we had a place together and I moved back home and I was working a job that I couldn't stand. And I just was not okay again. I thought I was doing really good, you know, getting back and back, back. And I dropped again. Right. And that really killed me. That really affected my life. Um, but then I said, well, if one thing changes, why don't you change a bunch of other things? Right? Like, I, I had to start looking at things a bit differently. You know, 25, I moved back home. For me, at the time, that sucks. Come on, man. Like, you had your own spot. That, right, you had a relationship, you had a career, you're established. And uh, I looked at it a bit differently, I kind of flipped it on its head. You get a fresh start, your bills go down, and you get to try something new. Plus, as a carpenter, your job will always be there, it'll always be there. And I'm very fortunate for that, I'm very lucky. Um, so then I put all my chips onto training and it blew up it blew up more than i can ever believe i became physically emotionally um and mentally healthier um there was a key point that i want to tell you guys oh one of the biggest things though that really pushed me through um because i have a, a friend that I actually went through the exact same thing as me, exact same time, was I was sad. I was, I was mad, depressed, sad, all over again while I was personal training and doing my coaching. Um, the biggest thing that I actually wanted to voice here is this. I looked at all my feelings of depression and sadness and anger, lots of anger, as fuel. Now, with this fuel... And I explained this to my buddy. You turn that fuel into a form of energy, whether it's positive or negative. Now, I had anger, sadness, depression. It's like water, it's electricity, it's gas, it's diesel. It's that's what that is. But when I put it towards something, I put it towards my physical and emotional and mental that's what i put that energy towards so the first thing i attacked was my physical i was never happy i was always the fat kid right um the heaviest yeah, iron <laughs> right it's a yeah. real thing so i put it all towards my physical and i saw a change like that and i it boosted me up just a little bit more that i focused on my mental and emotional and now i can honestly say that i'm so grateful and happy i did that but i know people that have taken that energy or that fuel sorry and put it into negativity they turn into very destructive areas like when i say destructive i mean literal like they'll break shit they'll drink 
they'll start doing drugs, they'll go out and party for the wrong reasons versus, you know, taking that, that fuel and putting into a positive energy and trying to better yourself or even the people around you. Um, the other one was the people around me are amazing human beings, right? Like I really found a new home in my, in my gym. Like they were always there, but I got to know them more on a, a, a personal level. Right. I'm very grateful for that. Um, one of the main guys that I really hope you get on the show is Curtis. Curtis was the main guy that pushed me over the edge and was like, yo man, what do you got to lose? Just do it. I honestly could say that I wouldn't be here without that guy, you know, driving me and pushing me to like become a pad man or a coach. Yeah. Yeah. I love Kurt, man. I love chatting with him. Every time I go in the gym and I see him, I'm like, man, you got to chat for a couple minutes. Yeah. No, Kurt's, Kurt's a beautiful human being, man. He won't tell you what you want to hear. That's what I love about him. He'll tell you what you, you need to hear. One of the biggest things he told me in my relationship was, I love it, man. He goes, it doesn't fucking matter what she did. It doesn't. She was going to do what she was going to do, and you were going to do what you were going to do. You guys are just puzzles that don't fit. It, that's that, and he's like, black and white. It's black. And white. It, um, it is and it isn't. But the way he phrased it to me it was like, "Oh, that makes sense." He's like, "You could have done everything in the world, like you possibly could have done." She's gonna do what she's gonna do, right? And I, I, that hits me to this day. I'm like, "Yeah, man. Like, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. You're gonna do what you're gonna do." Yeah. At the end of the day, do what you want, right? You live with it. You live with your decisions. 100%, man. Dude, that story's compelling, man. And there's a <laughs> lot of points where it's like, dude, I don't know what could like what could have been going through your head because there's a lot of points there where you're talking about and I'm like, man, if I was in that situation, my anxiety would be riding high. Like, just changing careers. Like I've gone from construction and to actually working in a gym myself for – about three years and then I ended up coming back to construction after a while but I uh I came back to it with different perspectives like kind of the same way you were talking about your perspective shifted a little bit and man like that in and of itself changing careers drives me with anxiety and like leaving the relationship and having to shift your entire life and then having your perspective change again like how did you kind of like cope like you talked about like using that fuel to in like positive ways but like how do you kind of cope with that anxiety if you had any when you were like kind of making all those shifts in your in your life so for me personally i found a happy place um it sounds weird but like i tried to do everything i possibly could so like i'll tell you my happy place my happy place is the newest mr key i would literally go to the newest key every single day grab a coffee at the same coffee shop and go on the same walk every single day um and it helped me so much, man. It really did. It's the little things. It's, it really is. Um, also, stepping out of my comfort zone, this might sound weird, and it's very basic, because it is. For me, I became a little bit more of a yes man. Like I said, I started to change everything, right? Your relationships, whatever else. So I started to change my perspective what's the word perspective and attitude on a lot of things. So like, for example, I'm not a going out kind of guy, mm-hmm. even if it's like, you you want to go to the beach? And eh, not really, you know? Yeah. yeah I'm the but same. Then, I'm the same. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, yeah. Why not? Why not? 
what's the worst that can happen? Like, what, what am I going to do? Go home and sulk and play Xbox? No. And I'm going to the beach. Amazing. Like, obviously, the beach is sick. It's the beach. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm hooked. You know, like, going out and just doing little random things with your boys or friends. Also, making new friends. You know, like, I've actually made a few new friends since then that I'm, like, incredibly grateful for. Getting in touch with other people that you never thought you'd get in touch with. Right? Like this yep. right now, man. Yeah, dude. Like, I honestly, if this whole thing didn't happen, I wouldn't have met you and a couple of my other friends. I would never be on the show, which I'm so grateful for. Um, so yeah, man. It's so sick. But, I don't know, man. Like, coping is such a unique thing to everybody else. Like, for everybody. It's very, it's such a personal thing. Um, one thing for me that worked, it might not work for everybody, was I would talk a lot to people. I became, I'm an honest guy, but I became like transparent. Like, if you ask me how I was doing, I'd be like, I'm not good. And like, oh, but I, I don't regret that. Like, because I really just, I don't know. I was honest. Yeah. It helped like decompress a little bit every single time. And for me being vocal about it really helped and just getting as many perspectives as possible. Um, and also this is a unique thing I think about me is trying to look at things in a non-biased view. You know what I mean? Like always take everyone's account or view into consideration, I guess. Mm -hmm. Very honest with yourself. That's a big one. Yeah, man. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like actually addressing what's going on and taking like kind of, I guess, yeah, like taking stock of your emotions and being like, okay, look, like this day was a rough day and this is why X, Y, Z. And then I actually just starting to be honest with yourself. I like that. Yeah, it's, it's easier said than done, man. I, I noticed like in my own head, you're, you get drunk in a way. You start telling yourself a false truth and it's like, no, man, that's not how it went. Rethink mm -hmm. that. You know what I mean? Calm yourself down. Rethink that. How did it actually happen? And then you sit there with a sober mind and you're like, oh, right. That's how it happened. It's the hardest thing, just being, I don't know, honest with yourself. People tend to come with a false truth. Um, and I dealt with that, you know, and the walks helped me, you know, training helped me, hanging out with my friends helped me. Having your friends tell you their opinion, for me at least, really helped. You don't have to listen really to their opinion or sorry. You don't have to be happy or agree with their opinion. I don't know, but give them a chance. It's an opinion. You don't have to do it. Yeah. Just listen, man. So how, how did you become the Sapkin scrapper? How did you get into martial arts? How did you get into fighting? Like, did this happen at a young age? Was there someone that kind of motivated you to join in? Like what happened there? Oh, dude, martial arts is like, it's my jam. My parents signed me up for karate when I was four. And Damn. then I quit. Yeah, man. When, until I was 18. I still remember my first day. I was wearing jeans and I was wearing a Mickey Mouse t shirt and I'll beat your ass in it, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I remember that. I was four years old. Um, first sport ever. And I was hooked. Um, and, you know, 
till I was about 18, I competed in it, you know, regionally and then like once or twice in the States. Not at a crazy high level or anything, but I loved it. And I remember being like 10 or something. I was like flipping through the channels. And you come on Spike TV. Oh, everybody loves Spike. Yeah. I, um, the Ultimate Fighter as a kid. I'm like, what? I'm like, I do karate. I'll beat these guys' asses. No, that's not how that works. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when I, after seeing that, I was like, yo, that's sick. That's dope. Yeah. Um, by the time I hit high school, I started wrestling. Wrestling was probably my favorite sport by far. It was the closest thing to fighting you could do in high school, right, without getting in trouble. Um, and I noticed that's where my – I noticed that I was good at combative sports at that point, right? The the joke that I always tell everybody was I'm good at individual sports. I'm sh really shitty at team sports. <laughs> it's probably because everybody else sucks and I'm the best. <laughs> 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 but no, I'm just really bad at team sports. Um, but yeah, man, I fell in love with wrestling because it was a grind. Like it was like you work hard and you're gonna see the benefits. You know, you're gonna see, you're gonna earn it. There is no participation medal. You're gonna win or you're gonna lose, and it's, there's no one to blame. It's you. Um, so I went through high school and did that, and then my sister went to a capoeira studio on Hastings called Ashley Capoeira. And she goes, oh, a couple guys do MMA here. I'm like, but it's capoeira. I'm like, what? And that's when I met Achilles. Mm -hmm. And to this day, Achilles is my coach. He's the, he's the guy I listen to. He taught me probably 80% of the stuff I know. Um, and I owe him a lot for that because I, I know I wouldn't be in the place where I am today without that guy. Um, and I, I fell in love with it. It was just a group of teenagers beating each other up on a hardwood floor on ha in Hastings, you know, you know, we'd be sharing helmets at that point. And yeah. like, I still hang out and train with a lot of those guys today. And like, we're sick now, you know, we got crazy boxers, jujitsu guys, guys that are running belts around their waist from that crew that we used to run back in the day. And, um, and then I stopped. I, uh, started working construction right after and it got to the point where I weighed about 250 pounds I was a big boy in that boy thick boy yeah. yeah thick boy three C's <laughs> you know five nine at 250 you look like a square right. you know and uh I told myself like yeah what are you doing um, you don't go to the gym. You don't do anything. I know you're good at fighting, so let's go fight. Let's go. Let's go train again, right? So I called up Achilles. We weren't even boys at the time, and I found Checkmat, mm -hmm. and so I hit it up. I fell in love right away. You know, it was it was the place I want to be. My one of my first teachers was Vinny, who's a I'd call one of my best friends now. You know, I look up to the guy. Amazing attitude, great work ethic. You know, even physically, I want to look like that when I'm 40, man. He's jacked, six-pack and everything, two kids, and just amazing attitude. He can balance work and fun. You know, I, I met Curtis, who's Achilles' best buddy. Right Now, me and him are best buds. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I absolutely fell in love with the sport. I, I started to do it again and do it again and do it again. Um, so, honestly, man, the, my whole life has been dedicated or I've been involved in 
martial arts. I never, I, I don't want to say fighting, but martial arts. That's sick, man. That's so sick that you've always had that outlet. Um, and then what happened recently, like you were saying the other day at the gym, can you talk about this? Is this something that you can like share with uh, what you've been doing? Uh, I don't know how much detail I can get into. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, chat, chat to me about like what you've been up to as much as you can yeah. in the last like couple weeks Seriously, you know what man? these few weeks have been amazing uh i got a call where i got to go do a special assignment <laughs> uh a really amazing facility um and do something that i'm sure a lot of people have maybe dreamed of doing uh because of my certain skill set um recently i've my my personals have been absolutely blowing up um to the point where i'm a bit starstruck and it's weird it's funny because i remember starting off in my mma career or whatever when i was like 17 i remember seeing this guy in the room covered in tattoos beating the crap out of a bunch of guys and he was the man he was the battlefield champ that guy hits me up for personals now you know, and for me, it's it's an amazing thing, you know, like he sees value in me. I see a lot of value and talent in him. It's an it's a it's an accomplishment for me. Right. I, I feel amazing and very happy that I can do that. Um, you know, people are starting to recognize what I can provide. Right. In um, in the martial arts aspect, that's really blown up a lot in the, these past few weeks, especially these past few weeks, actually, you know, you asked me a month ago, it was meh. Now I'm struggling to keep everybody in line, you know, and these are good problems. I'm, I'm very grateful to have these problems. hundred percent, man. I've, I've kind of adopted the phrase in the last couple of months that like, you know what, like there's bigger problems in the world right now. Whatever yeah. issues we deal with right now, like living in Vancouver, especially we're very privileged. Like, at this point, there's much bigger problems in the world right now. Than we'll yeah. Think about on a daily basis. More. I know. It's it's um funny you say that, man. And like this worked for me. I'm not saying it'll work for everybody else, but this is something that I would actually tell myself when I was super down. <laughs> I, I do not agree with this anymore. But this is what got through it. It can always be worse. It can always be worse. And that actually, for me, pushed me through a lot of pretty rough spots. Now I look at it, I'm like, I should probably rephrase that. <laughs> Dude, I like you that, never, though. No, yeah, you gotta, there's a fine line, right? Never underplay the issues that you're going through. But also, and also never compare your problems with somebody else's, right? Everyone deals with things very differently. But for me, just being like that wrestler grunty mentality, I was like, yeah, I can always do worse. Throw some dirt in it, you know? Yeah. But, and that, I had to kick myself in the ass to keep myself moving, you know? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I kind of get like that as well, man. I find myself to be like the most motivated, the most kind of driven when I have that like kind of underdog feeling in my head where I'm like, man, I got to grind through this. I got to grind through this. And it's like, dude, you're going for a bike ride right now. It's not that big of a grind. Yeah. But for me in my head, it's like, that's how I can push myself and motivate myself. It's like, we're on a grind right now. Yeah, dude, 100%. I related to fighting. and I, I, I give my little battlefield speeches sometimes at MMA practice. 
one of the guys was like, well, how do you get up? And I say, well, how bad do you not want to die? <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's You got to try and simplify things, man. Like, how bad do you want it? What are you willing to do? Yeah. How do, how do I stand up? Fucking stand up. How yeah, bad like if it's life die? or death, if it's life or death, what you gonna do, man? Yeah, and the, you know, I'm. It's funny, man. This sport has not just taught me how to like throw punches and take people down, but it, it's it's all about mentality and keeping your mind sharp and healthy and and honest. Mm. Um, there is no other sport like MMA to keep a keep a person honest. Right? And I take. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I played uh I played like quite a few sports growing up. I played like hockey and rugby were like kind of my main two sports. But I mean I did play on the odd basketball team, the football team. And um you know, I've I've come in and where I met you, I checked Matt. I've done a couple of jujitsu classes with uh obviously our mutual friend Tyler who I grew up playing hockey with. Nice. And Dude, nothing, I agree with you on that, nothing is more honest of a sport than, like, any martial art or any, like, fighting or mixed martial arts, anything like that. Nothing will keep you more honest and humble because, you know, I go yeah. into that first class and I'm getting choked out by guys half my size yeah. easily, with ease. Yeah. And there's no, like, you can't, you can't bullshit that at all. Like, there's no way no. that I could be like, no, he barely got me or... You know, like, oh, I, I kept them really super busy. Like, there's no way to bullshit around it. Like, it's just no. plain and simple. Like, he got me, he worked me with, without any effort, like, easily. Because I'm just inexperienced. I don't know anything. There's no way to bullshit around it. Like, it keeps you honest and humble real quick. Yeah, man. I, I love it. I uh, actually posted something on my Instagram the other day. I was doing rounds with, uh, with Cole Smith. He's a UFC fighter. And he's one of my boys, love him to death. We're sparring, and he caught me with a good shot, split my eye right here. And, um, yeah, man, like I went home. I don't get mad, especially at the gym. Never. I look at it as you're in a Rubik's Cube, and I'm in a Rubik's Cube. Who's going to figure who out first? Right? That's what I love. It's a cerebral game. People think fighting is a dumb man's game. No, no, no. You got to be smart. And you need to understand how your body works. And I went home that day and I thought about it, about how many times I've hit people and they complain. Or I've seen people complain from getting caught with something. So I made a spiel about it. How, hey, man, if you don't like getting hit so much, keep your damn hands up. <laughs> you know, you got no one to blame but yourself. <laughs> No That's kidding. why I love this sport. Yeah, well, and also, if you don't want to get hit in the face, maybe just don't participate in that sport. Maybe that's not for you. Like, at the end yeah, of the man. day, like, like you said fine. earlier. Yeah, yeah. That's totally fine, man. I can't dance, so I just don't go dancing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I feel you, man. Like, I've, I've kind of got a similar, uh, I've got a similar, like, kind of point of view on that. I did a little bit of boxing, like, uh, for conditioning when I was a little <laughs> bit younger. Got bopped in the nose too many times. I said, you know what? I don't like this. That's not for me, man. So that's, that's why awesome. I decided I'll try out some jujitsu. Yeah, I'm not getting kicked in the face. I'm not getting punched <laughs> in the nose. Yeah, man. I, I'm happy you re like you realize that and tons of other people do. Like, if you don't like it, just don't do it. 
don't force mm-hmm. yourself to like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's like different ways to get around it, right? Like there's different, I mean, like you said, you can kind of take a step back. You don't have to be fighting in a ring. You could just be kind of maybe just holding pads for people. And then just be yeah. smart about it. Like you say, hold your hands up, dude. Like yeah. maybe you're on sparring session. Maybe you're, you know, but like you don't have to put yourself in a position to be like pissed off. Like you shouldn't be doing those things. Like 100% man. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I really couldn't agree more. That's sick, dude. So with uh, when you start doing coaching and you kind of see people making these improvements and you see them kind of make, gaining more confidence or learning new moves, like how does that make you feel? Like how do you kind of get – like obviously you get rewarded with money because they pay you, but like what, what kind of other benefits do you get out of that? Like why do you find it way more fulfilling than when you were working in construction or working in carpentry? You know, it's because people see value in me now. I, I never – in everything I've done personally in my life – construction ah you're okay you're not even okay you're some guy right like yeah i can frame a wall or something whatever i really don't care but with this i can do this shit with my eyes closed i love it and people see me and there's a joke it's like oh we want to learn that jfoy style ask tyler about it that's what he asks i want to learn that jfoy style <laughs> and people always come up to me or that sounds cheesy but people come up to me and say like what do you think of this? What would you do here? And specifically ask me. And I'm like, damn, like you see value in my opinion. Um, also, like, for example, my day one of my first client ever, Rakiba. She's this little Fijian girl. She's unreal. She came to me with zero experience. Now I'm getting people being like, yo, can you turn me into like something like her? You know, I got guys asking me, hey, can you teach me how to look like her? And for me, like, that shouldn't matter. It really shouldn't. But that, I'm like, damn, man, like, that makes me so happy. You know, you see what I, you know, what me and Rakiba have built together. um, And you see value in that. And you, you know, like a poster child, I guess, you know. And I'm like, that's amazing. I love that. And to see people come up to me and say, yo, I caught this guy with a single two just the way you taught me to do it, you know, through my hip and articulated my wrist properly. I'm like, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, like, that's amazing. Or, hey, man, can you teach me that, that J-Foy slide? I'm like, yeah, I got you, man. Or hit me with that fade again. And I'm like, you know, that to me, it sounds so dorky and cheesy. It's way more valuable than money. It really is. Um, money's just an outcome, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's really about the improvements I get to see in every single one of my clients. It, it really is. And I teach everyone from like little kids um, to assisting guys that fight at the highest level of the sport in the UFC. Um, and that makes me so happy to see everyone in the whole spectrum there improve. Yeah. You know? whatever direction they want to improve in. That's sick, man. Do you think that there's like something behind, you know, the amount of self-worth that you get between like doing something that you like are doing just because you're getting money for. And then there's something that you're doing because you actually have a passion for and you love it. Like, do you think that there's like, obviously there's kind of a different value that you get and that kind of helps you build your own self-worth. Like, would you agree with that? I couldn't agree more, man. I would I, I agree with that 110%. Um, 
the thing with me is, and like this is like now me thinking like a business point of view, I guess. Um, I need to invest in my clients. Right, I'm gonna make you sharp. I'm gonna I'm gonna invest all my time and effort into you because at the end of the day, one, you're gonna feel good. Two, I'm gonna feel good, as well as you represent me. Right? Um, we're trying to paint this picture together. We want the right. picture to look so everyone else sees this picture and wants that same picture or similar one. Um, you know, I. I didn't get into this for the money, not even close. The money wasn't even a thought. I always told myself, man, even if I made a quarter of what I made in construction, I'd, uh, I'd definitely, I'd still do it. Um, and I, I made that jump thinking I was going to do that. Man, was I wrong, you know, and in a, in a good way. Yeah. Uh, and, but to this day, I don't care. The money is just the thing. You know, money's a tool. It comes and goes. You can always make more. Right? I don't do it for the money. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you think, like, what's what's kind of the end goal? Do you think that you're going to, you know, kind of continue this? That's what you want to do for the rest of your life? Like, kind of being around, like, kickboxing training, wrestling training, just training with martial arts. That's kind of like your end goal now? Or is there kind of, like, a way that you'd like to build that up into something else? You know, man, um, that's such a good question. People ask me, do I want to own a gym one day? I, I personally don't. Um, I've seen the struggles that come with that. I love being an individual, you know, not, not like I'm associated, but I'm also seen as my own man in that sense, right? Like Joey trains at Checkmat. He's a Checkmat but I want to see Joey, right? You know what I mean? Like, you don't come to Checkmat and get pushed to me. You will come to Checkmat and ask for me. You know what I mean? And what an ideal world and goal, man, is to be one of the best striking coaches in Canada, or at least West Canada. That would be a dream for me. And at the age of 25, I'm, I'm not a confident person. I lack a lot of confidence. But this is something that I will say is I do think that's a possibility. Mm -hmm. um, with my age, I'm only 25. You know, I, I love this sport so much that I can effortlessly learn more. I want to learn more. And I am more learning tons. Um, that's the end goal for me is to be one of the best successful at this and uh not money i'm not measuring success in money i'm measuring success in the quality i can consistently produce i want to provide good quality to everybody yeah well it sounds like you are man you say you're not a confident guy but like it takes a lot of bravery it takes a big strong person like like i'm not saying like big physically i'm saying big mentally it takes a strong person to kind of open up about these kind of stories and actually share all these struggles because this is actually like, dude, the way that you explain it, I see so many aspects that like have parallelism into my life where I was changing careers or kind of having to 
not be where I wanted to be at a certain point in my life. Like I kind of felt like there was kind of like one step forward, two steps back. And I feel like there's a lot of other people that feel that way. And it might not become, it, not, it might not come into their lives because of a breakup or having to move back home or whatever it may be. But I feel like there's so many people that deal with these struggles and they just kind of like bottle it up. They don't speak about it and they feel like they're kind of alone with it. And that's obviously the purpose of like making this podcast in the first place. But I'm going to say to you, man, like it takes a lot of guts to actually be able to share that stuff. Dude. Like that, that, that shows confidence and strength in my person. I really appreciate that, man. That's actually one of the biggest things I wanted to be on this podcast for was, uh, I knew this, like my, what I went through is very relatable. Mm -hmm. And when I was in it, I thought I was alone the whole time. Fucking sucks. You know, I ended a relationship of seven years. I'm quitting my job. I'm 25 going through anxiety and depression or 24, I guess, going through anxiety and depression. Um, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I'm moving home. Like, what am I doing? Right. Everything is going down the hole, going down the drain. And like, it's so hard. It's way easier to say, but don't go down that negative route. Right. You really got to like bring it back to the MMA saying for me, like how bad do you not want to die? Right. Like fight, 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 get up, get up, get up, get up. Right. I'm getting ground and pounded right now against the cage. Use that wall and stand up. Yeah. Get, and might not make sense to everybody, but there's a few people I know it'll make sense to. Um, and also just like, for me, I surrounded myself with an amazing group of beautiful people, you know, that's, might have been one of the biggest things that helped me you know that was amazing yeah man i feel like the people that are going to relate to this story the most like you don't even have to really partake in martial arts or be involved in fighting or mma like it doesn't take that to kind of understand the feeling of being that underdog and just being grounded pounded by life like just almost that like over and over again but 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 like how long until you actually like stand up and throw something back like how long until you start to actually push back or like what I was thinking is every time I, I heard your story, right as it was about to turn positive, it seemed like you were like leaning into whatever struggle or anxiety it was. It's like, all right, fuck it then. If I'm going to move back into my parents' place, then I'm going to look at it as, you know, low expenses, time to rebuild. Like this is, you know, like it's, it's always like leaning into that pain or leaning into that suffering where it starts to shift back in your favor. This is another little analogy that I always use, and it's fighting related, obviously. But obviously, obviously, come on! If a guy has you in a single leg, that's when he has your leg. He's he's hugging your leg. He's gonna take you down. Mm -hmm. He has your leg. You've got both of his arms. There you go. Right? Like it really depends on how you look at it, man. Like that's the way I saw it when I moved back home. Right, like me, I'm 25. I moved back home. Why don't you just save your money? Why don't you use this as an opportunity to try out and turn your passion into an amazing career? Mm -hmm. Let's do that. Why not? Right? Yeah, I'm so that I did. Yeah, man, that's absolutely huge. That's insane. Like I, uh, I see that so much in my life as well. Like every time I'm kind of like fuck man why is this happening to me like why does this shit keep happening to me i keep thinking about that and then 
all of a sudden, the second I accept it and understand, like, all right, this isn't just happening to me. There's people dealing with worse shit. Like, let's try and figure out, like, an actual strategy. Like, at this point, it's not going to get fucking better just by stressing out and bitching about it. Like, I'm going to have to figure out a strategy and navigate my way out of this now. Like, if I don't take care of business now, it's just going to get worse. Yeah. Another thing, man, invest in yourself. Mm. That's another thing that I learned over this time is like, whether if it's physically, mentally, emotionally, you know, work on you. Um, that's what I did this summer. Like, I focused on me. Like, I don't care about anybody else. I, at the end of the day, I was very hesitant to get into another relationship right when I, you know, got out of one. I thought that's what I wanted right away. Then I said to myself, like, you need to take care of yourself before you take care of somebody else. You cannot depend on somebody else for happiness. You need to depend on yourself for happiness. Absolutely. So that, yeah, and you, that's what I did. You know, worked on myself physically, mentally, emotionally. And I'm, I can honestly say I am living my best life at this very moment. Yeah, dude, it sounds like it. So like an actionable item, like an actionable step. Like if someone's listening to this right now and they're like, I don't know what I can do to start to work on myself mentally, emotionally, like physically is so obvious. You can start working out in any way. You can start going for walks. You can start eating a little bit better. Like it's easy for us to kind of think about like how we can physically improve our bodies, like eat well and move more at the end of the day. Like whether you're doing a martial art, you're working out in the gym, playing sports, but how do we start to work on ourselves like emotionally and mentally? Like what, what does that kind of look like for you? Like, are you, kind of reading books are you meditating are you journaling or like what like how does that work like if someone doesn't know what to do so every joey <laughs> Foy, man joey foy sayings you're unique just like everybody else mm-hmm. so what i did this is me personally i went for walks i focused on me went to my happy place tried to turn off my brain Right, I tried to just get out there. Now, I used to talk so much smack about this stuff, and then I started to kind of pick and choose what I listened to. And Curtis is gonna love this because he's the one that got me on it. But Harry V, man, I actually would listen to some of his stuff, not his business stuff, but kind of like his mentality and how he made things very like, just do it. Like I listened to stuff like that he would say. Um, But like I said, I was very selective. Right. And um, I would do that quite a bit, probably once every night Um, just to have that other voice in the room. Right. Keeping me busy. Um, But also, being honest with yourself and stepping back, analyze the situation. Don't jump in head first, right? You need to step back, breathe, relax. What are you dealing with? How are you going to deal with it? Why is it happening? Right? Like that's how I look at things. Uh, Why am I doing it? How am I doing it? Um, What is it for kind of thing? What's my goal? really stepping back from the situation, fully analyze it, and then approach it strategically. Um, and that's 
kind of how my brain works, right? Um, it's easier said than done, and it's very different for everybody. But just kind of like analyzing your behaviors and certain emotions and just thinking back, like, is this really who I am? Is this what who I want to be? Does this like yeah. really like align with what I stand for, what I value, like that kind of stuff? Yes, it, it really is. Um, I I couldn't agree more. There's so much on that, man. There really is. Um, just be honest with yourself. Know what you want. We're trying to discover what you want as well, right? Like, um, my biggest advice to everybody is, sounds weird, sounds pretty obvious, but um, simplify it. Be the best you that you can be before you bring anybody else or anything else into the picture. I really focus on you. Don't depend on anything else. Don't depend on that job to make you feel better. Don't depend on that truck to make you feel better. Don't depend on you even looking better to feel better on the inside. That's not how that works. There was a point where I looked at Curtis. I was like, yeah, there's this job out in the island where I'm going to work 21 days on, seven days off. And I'll be making bank and then I can buy this truck. And he's just like, oh, yeah, it sounds like you're going to be happy. Yeah. And we joke about that. Because I'm like, why would that truck make me happy? Mm -hmm. Right? Now, I invested in a chin-up bar. <laughs> and I now make myself physically happy. I... I'm now spending a lot more time alone and going to the key and having coffee. So I'm making myself emotionally and mentally happy there going to the gym and the gym helps me with all of those things. Right. Um, you don't need the big things to make you happy. Focus on you. You know, that's huge, yeah. man. We're coming up on an hour here. So I'm going to let you go pretty quick, man. I've been eating a lot of your time up, but I really love no. this conversation, man. I really appreciate it. But, I got a little shock ending for you. I don't know if you've uh, listened all the way through on any of my episodes, but I don't do my own intros, bro. Or I, I do my own intros. I don't do my own outros, bro. So you're going to be doing the outro today. I got oh. two rules, the two steps towards doing it. First one, give yourself a shout out. Give yourself a plug. Tell people where they can find you one more time. If they're looking for coaching or if they're looking to just reach out and talk to you about anything that we spoke about today, they're looking for guidance. And number two, the second thing I want you to do is kind of, you know, do it exactly what you just did right now and just share something positive with people, give them something to motivate them for this week coming up. I don't know, brighten their day, give them some positivity or some advice, but you're running the outro, bro. Where can people find you and motivate the hell out of them? So my name is Joey Foy. You guys can find me on Instagram, Sapperton Scrapper. Um, and the other big thing, guys, is just... I wanted to share the story with you because I feel like it's very relatable. You know, I'm just a normal dude living life the way that you guys are too. Um, you guys aren't alone in this, you know, no matter how big or small you think your issue is, it's still an issue that needs to be addressed. Right. Um, yeah. I hope this helps you guys uh, stay positive, reach out, get help. If you feel like you need it, you're not alone. I cannot stress that out or stress that enough. Um, but thanks for having me on the show, man. I really appreciate it. I've been waiting for this for a long time. Dude, it's the first time, but it doesn't have to be the last time. I really enjoyed it today, man. And I've been waiting for it to literally the day I met you. I was like, this guy's going to be on the show. For ah, sure. Dude.
Dude, unreal. All right, throw everyone a little piece up. Thank you guys so much for listening to this, consuming this, and uh, hope you guys have a good day, great week, a great month, and a great year for the rest of 2020. Much love and peace out.